Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What's up, kid folk? It's RJ Young. I am not on a step. No, I'm at Pac-12 Media Day, as you very well know, as this is episode number two of our Pac-12 Media Day special. And in this episode, you're going to hear from Pac-12 South players and coaches, including USC head coach, Clay Helton, Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham, and of course one of my personal favorites and friend of the show, Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards. And since you're here, please leave us a five-star review on the podcast, rate and review the podcast, and also, right, subscribe to the YouTube channel because you're here, you're watching it, and we would really love to see that number hit 100,000 during this season. If you like what we're doing, leave us a comment below. All right. Let's go talk to the guys. I'm here with USC football players, Drake London, Keaton Slovis. Guys, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, hey, look, I mean, I'm going to start with this. Keaton, how do you feel having the kind of tools that are around you this year going into 2021? feels great. You know, I'd love to have a guy like this catching mm -hmm. balls for you. But, you know, there's lots of other guys, too. I think, you know, we got a bunch of guys from the transfer portal, lots mm -hmm. of freshmen coming in, um, have a few running backs coming in, too. So there's lots of talent around mm -hmm. us. Um, and as a quarterback, you know, that's something you love to see. I know, man. Drake, one of the additions, Malcolm Epps, who yeah. is legitimately enormous. What has he done to surprise you so far? I mean, he's a specimen that can move. Mm. And to be able to move that fluently, that big, you know, that's something special. And uh, I'm just excited to see what he can do on the field and bring to our team. Keenan, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, when I talked to Coach Helton, friend of the show, he compared your man Drake to Mike Evans. Is that apt? Yeah, I think that's that's a legitimate comparison. I made that comparison myself, so mm. I think that's So he fair. stole it from you? <laughs> I don't know if you'd say that, but that's what we all say. We're like, man, he's 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 Mike Evans in the making. So I think they've said that since his like freshman year, because um, you know they've always kind of you know touted Drake from the beginning, and you know obviously it took people a little bit to kind of see that, but you know it's it's all deserved and it's all you know coming to fruition now. Drake, how do you feel with that sort of comparison? I mean, that's big shoes to feel, but I definitely do feel like our body types and kind of the way we play are definitely similar. Um, so, I mean, all I can do is just thank them for, for giving me that praise. For both of you, uh, Keaton and, and, and Drake, one of the ways in which we talked about USC going into 2021 is that it's all there for you guys this year, right? Like, all you gotta do is put it together. Do you feel that? And if you do, where does it land on your chest? How, does, how do you manifest into that experience? How do you really try to take that over and make that your image? Definitely, and I think that's something we kind of said all off season. When people ask me about us, you know, we have all the tools. We have lots of talent. 
you know, like how we're sitting up front, <clears throat> defense is coming back. Um, obviously, we lose a few guys to the draft, but you know, I feel like we replace them pretty well. Um, so I think, you know, like you said, we have everyone there. It's just a matter of putting it together and making it work and competing on a week and weekly basis. You know, there's times, you know, throughout my career, we've had great games or you know, explosive games offensively. But you have to follow that up every week. You know, and if we can do that every week, I think it's going to be something really scary. But again, that's something you have to do week in, week out, and that's easier said than done. Drake. Yeah, I think he hit it on the dot, just being consistent, um, going 1-0 each week and just worrying about the next game and just trying to get to that championship. Okay, fellas, I'm going to pivot to what I think are some fun questions, so by all means have fun with them. All right. Okay. Keenan, who was your favorite past college football player? Oof. There's a lot. Um, like guys I admire recently, like Joe Burrow, obviously. Okay. Um, you know, I think everyone loved watching Johnny Manziel play and scramble around. Um, but growing up, probably – my favorite quarterback to watch were like Matt Leiner and, and uh, Mark Sanchez were like the guys. And obviously as a Cardinals guy, that's why I love Matt Leiner is because we drafted him early and I was a huge fan. I actually had a Leiner Cardinals jersey, so that's probably favorite quarterbacks for me. Uh, for me, I mean, it's got to be Reggie. That's, okay. that's the reason that I love USC. He's not um, a quarterback, though. No, no, player. Oh, player? player? Just oh, player. man. Just okay. player. Fine, I'll give you that. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggie Bush. I mean, why would I pick a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But, uh, no, it's Reggie Bush. You know, watching him before every game when I was little, um, just seeing him the way he runs, I mean, he was such a sensational player. And, uh, you know, that's the reason that I love football and USC today. Real quick, guys. Uh, I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Scan that. Tell me who I missed. Keaton, you have the offense. Drake, you have the defense. Feel free to switch. This is pretty good. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You put Mike Williams on there, I'll give you that. See, I think we should put another – I think Marquise Lee should be on here. But I don't know who you replace him for. Another speed demon? Maybe for – for Brandon Cooks, but I like Brandon Ooh. Cooks too. <laughs> well, I can't replace any SC guys, I so. Say, like, I can't have like nine SC dudes. Uh, I think, you know, you can make an all know. SC team of all Pac-12 teams. I don't know too much, but I don't really care. You know Okay. This is a pretty, pretty great defense though. I can get behind this. There's nothing wrong with this. This one. No, yeah, that defense Drake, is stout. Real, Imagine going against Troy Palomar and Ronnie Lott. <laughs> yeah, Drake, and, and you got Terrell Suggs and Bruce. Now forever, hold your peace. I like it. All right. I like it. I will take that. I will take I like it. USC tight end, wide receiver. What are we going to do? Are we going to say everything? For No, wide receiver. Okay, yeah. wide receiver, Drake London, quarterback, Keaton Slovis. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, I'm here with USC head coach and friend of the program, mm -hmm. Clay Helton. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. Appreciate you having me. Good to see everybody. Yeah, right? In yeah. person, yeah, right? No question. No question. <laughs> Sign me up. I got this shot in the arm right quick so I can do this stuff. No, this is fun. Are you having fun with this, this team that you put together? The roster is magnificent. Mm -hmm. I really, really love mm -hmm. it. How much fun are you planning to have in 2021? Well, uh, you know, last year was about being grateful, grateful for the opportunity to play. And now going through kind of a full off season with the guys, eight weeks of strength and conditioning prior to a spring training camp, a, a great summer conditioning, summer program, being around the guys, seeing them bond mm -hmm. uh, and be able to be around each other. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, I, I don't have a job. I get to wake up <laughs> and be around the greatest athletes in college football. So it, 
it's it's a good time to be a head football coach to be able to get back to a little bit of normalcy, get some fans back into the stands, create that great college experience and passion that we all love, and to be around some great kids. Again, with your roster, mm-hmm. the the management is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, Malcolm Epps, Drake mm-hmm. London, Rue mm-hmm. McCoy, we mm-hmm. can go on. Number one player in the country in mm-hmm. Corey Foreman. Mm-hmm. Do you feel any sort of pressure <laughs> to go get a Pac-12 championship and make it into that playoff this year? Well, it is USC. Right. And, okay. and okay. so the pressure's there every year, and the standards are there every year. The expectations are there every year. And we all came, coaches and players. We came to USC to fulfill those standards. We welcome them. So each and every year, it's about getting to that Pac-12 championship game, winning that Pac-12 championship game. And obviously, that opens doors to playoffs and beyond. You know, going – Coming out of last year, the one thing that I really learned, the, the mindset of our football team was really unique. Mm-hmm. And I think it was unique for everybody, for other teams also. We had that one and no mindset of hey, you're fighting as hard as you can just to get to that Saturday to play. And everything was so in the moment mm-hmm. each and every week. And we really said, okay, let's just focus on one, getting to the game, focusing on this opponent. Don't look behind. Don't look forward. Just, just concentrate on this week and let's add up those little wins. And we looked up and we have an undefeated regular season and we're sitting in the conference championship game. So that same mentality is the way we've got to approach it in this season. Even though there's going to be fans back in the stands, a full season, that in-the-moment mentality I thought really helped our football team last year and really put us into that championship game. Now it's about going to win that championship and fulfilling the expectations that are demanded at USC. A few fun questions, Coach. Yeah. So we'll pivot just yeah. a little bit. What was the last job you had before going into coaching? Uh, I was a student athlete. <laughs> so I, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I tell you what, um, I've been in this is my 26th year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was, you got Keaton and, and Drake mm-hmm. today. I, I was not as good a player as those two guys. <laughs> so NFL was not, not in my horizon. Uh, but it, it was something that I got very fortunate coming right out of college. I had the opportunity to go to Duke University uh, and be a graduate assistant there for Fred Goldsmith. So I walked in at 22 years old was a GA for one year, then a full-time coach the next year, and have been doing it all the way through uh, to now 49, 26 years. So uh, my last job was really being a student athlete and then being a, having the great fortune of being a college coach. Right on, Coach. I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 defense and offense. You got defense oh, wow. on top, offense on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Who did I leave off? Oh, my goodness. Well, you got Troy on there, who I absolutely love, and, and Ronnie on there, who I absolutely love. So, some of the guys, you know, that uh, are going to be playing uh, here soon, uh, you know, in this season, I think there's some great talent coming in on this season. Uh, when I think across the board of guys that have the opportunity maybe to to be on this, um, I have one that's near and dear to my heart that I thought was a really special player in Adoree Jackson yeah. that I absolutely love that, that I think would be in consideration. Let me look offensively. You can hand him one to me if you okay. need to, Coach. Yep. Oh, you got Reggie. I was looking dead, dead at that. <laughs> I was looking dead at that. And you got Maddie on there. You got you got Matt Liner. You know, when I think about the, the history of, of those two positions, um, you know, and the quality of quarterbacks that have been at USC from Carson all the way on through Matt, through Mark, through Sam, through Cody, Matt Barkley, uh, it's been one of those great traditions. Um, and then Reggie. Uh, is 
one of the most special players I've ever witnessed mm. in my lifetime uh, being on there. Uh, I'm partial to some of our wide receivers uh, mm. that, that we've had in the, in the future. I, I tell you one that's going to go down as one of the all-time, uh, I think, consistent players at all levels is going to be Robert Woods. I mm. really do. Uh, to see what he did in college, uh, setting the, the reception record that he did, and, and then seeing what he's doing in the NFL. He's one of the more consistent players I've ever been around. Yeah, no, that's I mean, a good. He did a heck of a job. Well, on I appreciate that. that yeah. You know, uh, and it, shocker, Twitter does not always agree. But <laughs> no, like it's interesting the way that you talk about the quarterbacks at USC. Mm-hmm. It's the way we think about running backs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Charles White doesn't make yeah. this team. Mm-hmm. How, how Mark Allen mm-hmm. doesn't make this team. Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. uh, make this team. And yet, those are the things that I am really thinking about when mm-hmm. I think about USC football. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you said Robert Woods because I'm even in high school. I mean, another yeah. dude, George Farmer. My goodness, uh, mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. out of high school. Mm-hmm. But no, coach, I appreciate your thoughts and yeah. you sharing those with us both on this list mm-hmm. and in this conversation. Mm-hmm. USC head coach Clay Helton, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Here with UCLA head coach Chip Kelly. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. I know, coach. Uh, I want to start with this. You got Hawaii, you got LSU, you got Fresno State. There are no gimmies on this non-conference schedule. No. Do you look at your athletic director and say, hey, can we do something about this? No. I mean, you want to play the best. Right. So I think it's a, it's a great challenge before you go into league play. I've always thought that the, the out-of-conference schedule is something that um, helps you when you get into league play. You know, you, if you go out there and you, you line up against a couple cupcakes and um, your starters don't play past the first quarter, then all of a sudden you get to your first league game and you got to extend it out and play four full quarters. And I don't know if you're ready for that. So um, – we embrace it, and we're excited about the opportunity. You have one of my favorite non-conference games on the schedule, Houston mm-hmm. LSU. I understand it's one game for you and one game for your team, mm-hmm. but what could a win do for the perception of your program? You know, we're not concerned with perceptions. We're concerned if, if we do get an opportunity to play against a really good LSU team, um, you know, what, what that's going to look like for us. So we always get prepared for our opponents the same way. We play nameless, faceless opponents. Um, it's about the standard that we are going to play ourselves to, and, and that's how we ultimately judge ourselves. And that standard has been rising each and every year. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking at statistics and I'm looking at trends, and there's going to be some folks that I feel will tell you that you're sneaking up on somebody, but I don't get that sense from you, and I certainly don't get that sense from the last three years mm-hmm. watching your program. What do you think you're waiting to see to pop from your players and from your program to get there? Yeah, I just think it's our next opportunity. You know, we, we our depth has changed. You know, when we took over, we didn't we were under 60 for scholarship players, and now we're finally back up over 80. Um, I think part of that is COVID. You know, a bunch of guys coming back from last year's team. Uh, we had 115 kids in spring practice. You know, my first year there, we had 60 kids in spring practice. So the numbers have changed. The depth has changed. So it's a, just a, an opportunity to get those guys on the field and see what they can do. So, Coach, I'm going to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. So mm-hmm. By all means, please have fun with them. Uh, can you tell us three nice things about your rival? They live in an unbelievable city, number one. Uh, they're very close to the beach. Not as close as some other schools, but they're close, number two. Um, and the head coach is a nice guy. I will take that, Coach. I appreciate that. Uh, you, you've seen the jersey, so I will ask this question. Mm-hmm. Which fictional football player, movie football player, would you add to UCLA's roster if you could? Oh, that's a great question. Mm. <laughs> Um, maybe Willie Beeman. I think he would have been fun to coach. OK. 
okay. Uh, he's got some skills. He he would have been he would have been fun to coach. Hey man, the way they ran that option. Oh yeah. Hey, with six seconds left, you calling yeah. that play with six seconds left? If Willie Beam is my quarterback, I am. <laughs> I like that. I like that. No, I can get behind that, coach. Uh, man, I should have wore the Beeman jersey. Yeah. I got it at the house. So, coach, a question I've been asking all the coaches, and uh, it's been really revealing. What's the last job you had before going into coaching full time? I was teaching, so I was at the the high school level. Mm -hmm. um, actually, taught at a youth prison um, in phys ed, you know, and was coaching high school ball at the time before I made the jump to go to college football. What'd you learn about coaching phys ed in a youth detention center? Oof. That. Uh, there are a lot of kids that need a lot of guidance, mm. um, and they need a lot of positive role models in their life that um, can show them that there's a right way to, to do things. And sometimes kids make a misstep, but that shouldn't define them for the rest of their lives. How has that helped you in your career in these top tier programs and even coaching the NFL level? I, I think it gives you an understanding of where everybody kind of comes from, mm. you know, and that everybody has a backstory, um, and that. Um, our job as coaches is to create an environment where they have an opportunity to be successful and then get out of their way and let them do that. But um, you know, I think that's what I think coaching is all about, um, giving guys a chance to, to show what they can do. Right on, Coach. Appreciate that. Uh, so I have the audacity to put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. You're looking at the offense first. Tell me who I left off. And you can hand one to me if you need to. Troy Aikman. Okay. Why has Troy got to be on that team? Well, he was number one pick of the draft. Then he's a multiple Super Bowl champion. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. And I think he works for Fox. Well, so does <laughs> Matt. <laughs> so does Matt. <laughs> I just, I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. He, I, I just okay. – I would have had Troy on there. All right. I'll get that from you. See, I'm an Okie, and I'm inclined to tell UCLA, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I know Coach Donahue would have said that. Yeah. That's a good lineup. Okay. I would have – now, I don't know as a – are you saying these as they played in the Pac-12 or their, their total as careers? As they played in the Pac-12. Okay, because yeah. if you said their pro careers, I may throw Richard Sherman in there. Well, it's a totally different team. Yeah, I know it's a totally different team. <laughs> yeah, no, but you'd be right. He went with right. some, some young backers, though. There's – and Scooby and Evan. Tackling machines. I know. You've seen that offense. I need guys that can put dudes on the ground. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that. All right, all right. Cushing was a pretty good backer now. He was. Yeah. He was. There's some cats in there, but that's a good list. You got Brewski and Haloti, so you, I don't think you can argue with that. You can't argue with Suggs. He's the all-time sack leader. And, and, and then Troy Palomato and Weddle. That, that's a good group. That's a good list. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. UCLA head coach Chip Kelly, thank you so much for the time, sir. Appreciate your shirt. Okay, I'm here with UCLA players Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Quantrez. Knight, guys, how you doing? Doing good, how are you? Right on. Microphone's up, microphone's up. I want to hear you when you speak. All right. All right. Go. Dorian, y'all got one of the coolest games on the schedule for me. When you play LSU, how much are you looking forward to that? You know, that's the, that's the game everybody's talking about. That's mm -hmm. the game everybody wants to go to. So, you know, we know, it, we know it's at stake and we know it's a, 
what's coming, and uh, I think we're going to be prepared for it. All right. Q, how you feel about playing LSU? Um, well, me, um, thank you. We just, you know what I mean, just do what we do, you know what I mean, just coming to practice every day, you know what I mean, giving our all, um, and not, not, not practicing just because it's LSU, you know what I mean, just taking the game as if it was any, any other opponent, you know what I mean, just coming to practice and, and doing exactly, you know what I mean, um, what, 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 what we've been told, you know, I think we'll be all right. Dorian, having been the quarterback of this program for, mm -hmm. we're going on for year four here, right, yes. as a starter. Yes, sir. How have you seen the program continue to get better each and every year? Because I feel like y'all going to sneak up on some people when y'all been building toward this for four years. No, yeah, exactly. And the, Chip's done a great job. Mm -hmm. uh, he's brought in the right guys, such as Quantrez. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we finally got a good team, uh, a, a very established team and a, and a mature team. So I'm excited. Q, who picking off Dorian in practice? Um, well, that 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 would definitely be me. I, I get in a little bit. Um, but <laughs> he's not able to keep it together. I can't even, can't even say that with a serious face. <laughs> no, no, this is not about us right now. It's not about it because we know what happened. Like we 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 not about to make this about us. We are gonna go against LSU. I right just now. I, you look. Um, I, I literally like I literally do it to this guy every day. Yeah. He's a headache. He's a problem. Okay. All right. He's a, he's a, a problem. problem too, he's a problem. Yeah, he's a problem. Right. No, he's a problem. We can go with that. Okay. We can work with that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to create no fiction here in this little interview not with y'all. Not in here, man. Nah. He's like, <laughs> when y'all start camp, that's what's yeah, my next question. Friday. Oh, Friday. Friday. Okay. So you getting it in? Mm-hmm. I don't want to remember this. Yep. As soon as that whistle blow, it's all cracking. <laughs> so. What have you learned about yourself in these past three years? Um, let's see. Learned a lot. Um, you know, really just the process mm. um, and going through the process. It's, it's taught me a lot, uh, you know, of, of how to grow, um, how to actually be a leader, how to be a quarterback, um, and all the things that it takes to win football games on Saturdays and Sundays. So. On, and Sundays. And I see how you Sunday. sniffing in there. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Mm. All right. I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. Nikhil, I'm going to start with you. Mm. Who was your favorite past college football player? Um, my favorite player, would, um, past player, would definitely be um, Sean Taylor. Um, you know, I, we both played um, safety, and right. I feel like he, he plays the game with a, a, a great passion. You know what I mean? A, a passion that, you know what I mean, you're supposed to play football with. Um, I watch documentaries, you know what I mean? Um, people had great things to say about Sean Taylor all the time. Um, um, I remember watching a, a clip. Um, my, my, I remember watching a clip, um, the, the punter at some team, I forgot what team it was, but he took off running and Sean Taylor just came down and blasted him, man. I was a kid then, I was like, man, I want to play football like this guy one day. And, um, you know, I feel like just watching him, um, it, it really formed me into who I am today. You know what I mean? I feel like we play very similar. Um, you know what I mean, with passion, with violence, with um, just, just what he brings to the table and, and to his team um, as far on the football end. So, Sean Taylor is definitely a player that I, you know what I mean, um, grew up watching and, and wanted to be like. Right on. Dorian, who you got? Mine's going to have to be Braxton Miller over at Ohio State when he played QB. Yeah, I know. Okay. My, mom's a, my mom's a Michigan grad, a Michigan fan, oof, doing through. Oof, oof. Exactly. So, every weekend we was watching the, the big game at the big house. So, um, you know, being able to watch him and watch him play and how electric he was uh, just made me want to be a quarterback, so. Right 
know, putting people in the spin cycle. All right, so I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Okay. Dorian, you got the offense. Q, you got the defense. Tell me who I left off. Uh, a lot of guys. Okay, Dorian, tell me who. <laughs> tell me who. Uh, well, we got. I don't. I don't see Troy on here. Troy. I don't see Troy Aikman. No, you don't see Troy yeah, Aikman. I, I okay. Yeah. Okay. Why does Troy need to be on that list? I mean, to me personally, he's the best quarterback to come out of UCLA. Okay. Thus far. Thus far, I will say that. I love this confidence. I love this. Uh, but yeah, Troy is, Troy is definitely a guy. Right on. Troy is definitely a guy. Q, what you see? Um, let's see. I don't see the guy, Quantrez Knight yeah, from I UCLA. I don't, I don't see I don't see that guy. I don't either. see him on him, but <sighs> someone else I don't see is um I mean, all of these are great names, um, but I'm not really a, a huge um, – I'm not really familiar with Pac-12, but if I were to say um, – I mean, being that I'm new to the conference. Right, so, right, but right, if right. I were to say um, – I mean, you were missing someone, I'd say a Dory Jackson. Okay. Um, from U, from USC. Right. Um, Dory Jackson, he was – I mean, all-around player, you know what I mean? Played all, both sides of the ball, you know what I mean? Was very electric in, in the return game. Um, feel like he's definitely deserved a spot on this on this um, all-time, all-time poster. Now, I'll take that. Troy Aikman from Dorian and Dory Jackson from Q. All right. Quantrez Knight, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Thank you all so much for taking the time. Thank you, RJ. Here with Arizona head coach Jed Fish. Coach, how are you doing? Doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I want to start with whose idea was it to have Rob Gronkowski come out in his 48 jersey and set a Guinness World Record catching a football pass from 600 feet in the air? Well, it was a collective group of, uh, as we were sitting around talking and we were making sure that we wanted to really bring energy to our program. And when we were uh, working with a group in Hollywood, they said, you know, one of the things that we do is we set Guinness records. And as we were deciding to hire them and we were uh, working with some of our alumni to bring them in, um, they said, well, why don't we have the longest or highest catch ever done? So I did say, I go, well, if we're going to do that, might as well get Gronk to catch it. And uh, we knew that I asked him to come back for the spring game to be an honorary head coach really in like February mm. and then again in March and then again. In, and when he agreed to do it, we were able to put it all together and get him out there. And you got to put him in his jersey, right? You can't put him in a Bucks jersey. You can't put him in a T-shirt and shorts. So we said, hey. This will be your last catch that you made at Arizona Stadium. Let's make it a big one. Right on. No, I had such fun watching that video, and it seemed to do really well, both digitally but also for the brand of your program. How would you describe your program, the way that you want people to perceive it? You know, right now we want to talk about a ton of energy and enthusiasm, and that's a big part of what we're trying to get done. We talk about joy. Uh, we're obviously Steve Kerr. It's a big influence uh, to the University of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me personally, and one of his four values that he talks about as a team is joy. Um, and we brought that in. And we brought that energy and we brought that enthusiasm for life and enthusiasm for what we're trying to get accomplished. And I want our team to have fun competing. Uh, that's what we have written all over our walls. Uh, have fun competing. Uh, so there's nothing to say that you can't be the most competitive program in the country. Uh, Steve Spurrier for 12 years at Florida, wrote on the whiteboard before walking on the field, have fun competing. Mm. 
and I think his record was like 121 and 20. So uh, I'll take that, and uh, I'll take that mentality as well. Well, I tell folks you're 1-0 in conference play as a head coach in this conference, uh, but also speaking of fun, quarterbacks coach, New England Patriots, you had a year with Cam Newton. Is there a story you can tell us from that year that we can play in the podcast episode? Wow. Well, I mean, Cam is uh, Cam was his most fun uh, and the best player I've ever coached. Mm. I mean, he is uh, he is phenomenal. And there's times that we, you know, that one individual story. Man, there's so many of them. There's a time I can tell you. There's a great story. One time, so I walk on the field and. I used to give these guys a hard time about it, just about everything. Cam would tell you that I was probably on him for every single thing he did. And uh, we walk out on the field, and I told me he had to be out there early. So I go out there, and uh, I'm talking to Coach Belichick before practice, and I see the quarterbacks out of the corner of my eye talking to each other. And I walk over there, and no one says a word to me. And then we go through the whole stretch, and no one answers a question I ask them. And I go, what is going on here? And the young kid, the young, he said, Coach, uh, Cam said 10,000 bucks to the first guy that, <laughs> that doesn't talk to, that, does, that goes the whole day without talking to me. And I said, oh, really? Okay. So we go, he throws an interception, the very first play of practice. And I go, Cam? And he goes, fine. He goes, I'm just not in it right now. And uh, so he wound up losing the bet. He had to pay himself and uh, wound up, uh, we got over it pretty quick. But he was just a phenomenal guy to coach, and I just love him. Right on, Coach. Uh, my last question for you, what was the last job you had before being a football coach? Lifeguard. Really? Yeah, I lifeguarded every summer. So my last, uh, without a doubt, that was I did that every summer from like 16 to 22. And uh, so that was my last uh, job. And then finally I got to, I think I lifeguarded while coaching at first, and then finally I was able to not have to do it. Do you have a Wendy Peppercorn moment, maybe? The Sandlot, Wendy Peppercorn? No? no. Okay, all right. Dives in the water, fakes being dr drowning, and then the lifeguard that he has a crush on jumps in the water, oh, and he nicks with it. Look her. at that. Yeah. Now I have to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, coach, I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. There's a defense on the front, it's the offense on the back. Who did I miss? I love the Arizona guys on here. Hey, man, Scooby Wright could play. You might have missed Chuck Cecil, though. Ooh. You might have missed Chuck Cecil. Why should Chuck be on this team? I think what Chuck did for the game, mm. I think when you think of Chuck Cecil in terms of the toughness mm. that he brought to the game, and when you think of Chuck Cecil in terms of the mentality of starting as a walk-on that was 148 pounds, ending up being a Hall of Famer, college football Hall of Famer, um, All-American, uh, academic All-American, uh, draft pick, played nine years in the NFL, really changed some of the rules in the NFL based on how you have to hit and the protection, uh, helmet protection. Uh, I just think that he is such a difference maker in terms of his mentality and how he plays. Right on, Coach. I can get down with a 148-pound anybody as a short king myself. Uh, Arizona head coach Jed Fish, thank you so much for taking the time, sir. Thank you. Okay, I'm here with Arizona players Anthony Pandy, Stanley Berryhill. Guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? <laughs>
<laughs> Go ahead. I'm doing good. How you doing? I like it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I appreciate you guys trying to do that all at the same time. Um, I'm logged in, so it's a little bit easier for me. So I want to start with this. Uh, how has it been getting to know Coach Fish? Anthony, you go first. I think Coach Fish uh, made it easy for us to get to know who he is as a person and as a coach fast. Um, he shared with us pretty much what his vision is this season and as a coach at the U of A, and it was uh, easier for us to buy into that. So, I know. How'd you stand? Uh, yeah, getting to know Coach Fish, it's been a smooth transition. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a very positive coach, very enthusiastic. Uh, players can relate to him. So he's made it a fun experience, and it's been good the last six, seven months. So I didn't get a chance to ask Coach Fish about this, so I'm going to ask you guys how you feel about your quarterback competition. I, we love competition at the U of A, so it's a great thing that we got it. Uh, yeah, I would say it just pushes each of the quarterbacks to perform, and it brings the best, you know, competition for each champion. So, at the end of the day, we'll have the right man for the job. I like to think so. I like to think so, Stan. All right, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. So, by all means, Anthony, Stan, have fun with them. All right. So, Anthony, let's start with you. Who was your favorite past college football player? My favorite co past college football player. I'm gonna have to go with probably Troy Polamalu. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Is it the hair? And that he's Polynesian. Okay. Plays with tenacity. I mean, hey, look. There are other poly players that you could have picked. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, all right. I don't want you to make it sound like he's the only one. That's all. That's all I was doing. That's Trust me, I know. Hey, oh, man, he was nice. What you got, Stan? I'd probably have to go with Michael Vick. Uh, growing up, I played quarterback, so Michael Vick was that guy. I had his cleats, tried to win number seven whenever I could, but yeah, Michael Vick. See, mate, you the first person I've asked that question to who give me Vick, and I had the Vicks too, yeah. right? With the high top, man. Yeah, me and my dad both had him. He had the turfs and I had the cleats. Oh, man, I yeah. need to get the turfs. Yeah, nah, was, I'm out here trying to play football in the cleats. Crazy. Stop, stop. No, it ain't funny. It ain't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Shake his head. I appreciate that. Okay, Anthony, who on the team would you most want to date your sister? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to think about this one long and hard. Let me see. <laughs> None of them. None of them? I wouldn't trust one person on the team, no. Wow. Okay. Not one. All right. Especially not Christian Young. <laughs> I see why. Or J-Rob. Or who? Or J-Rob. Okay. All right. You got, you got somebody you would? Yeah, I'm going to go with DJ Luke, Tyler Lupar. He's one of our punters. He, okay. He seems like a good dude, so he hasn't shown me nothing yet, so I think he, he'll, he'll be a solid dude. Yeah, man, everybody pick a specialist. Like I was going to say a specialist, too, but I don't want no specialist dating my sister, so yeah, I'm good on that. You don't want no specialist dating his sister. More like a, a skill position. You know what I mean? But no, I don't trust nobody on the team with that. I appreciate that. All right, all right. Who has the best uniforms in college football? And you cannot say Arizona. I got mine already. Go ahead. I like Maryland. I like Maryland's uniforms. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what any of that stuff is on the sigils? No, no clue. Okay. I just right. look fancy and nice. It's a lot going on. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah. 
like Stan's pants. It's a lot going on. Yeah, you really like that? <laughs> no, you I do. You see I like his socks, though? He's I do like socks. that. No, I do. Ooh, look. Pac-Man. We playing Pac-Man. <laughs> had to, had, you know, bring him out a little bit. I love that. I love I, that. We got the best uniform. I have to go North Carolina, for sure. Ooh. That baby blue, navy blue, it's hard. That's, no, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, y'all the first tandem not to say Oregon. <laughs> of course. Okay. Just, I'm making sure. I'm making sure. <laughs> it never crossed too, my mind. He said he never crossed my mind. <laughs> they got to have good uniforms. Phil Knight went there. Man. All right. So I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 Pac offense and Pac-12 defense. Some of these players played in the Pac-10, so that's me. So tell me who I left off. Troy Polamalu. He on there. You looking at the offense. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. see him. He's big yeah. on top. Okay. 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 Yeah, my fault. Okay. <laughs> hey, what, what you, nah, I got your mans. Yeah, got, you got Teddy on here. Mm-hmm. We got Marcus Mariota. Over Matt Leonard? I don't know. Marcus Mariota was cold. I mean, I watched Marcus Mariota more than I watched Matt Leonard, so. So why were you watching more Marcus Mariota? I was just, just older. older. Older? Okay. So. Okay. Matt Leonard's hard, too, though. I watched the little documentary. You know, doggone well, I don't need a quarterback with that offense. You, you know, don't. You like, really don't. My mama going to be back there, handing uh, <laughs> off to Christian, handing off to Reggie, throwing swing passes. He got uh, Brandon Cooks on there, though. He hard. Yeah. He hard. Our coach always talks about him because he played with him. So he always talks about him. Nah, I appreciate that. Tremendous short king energy. Yeah. Love that. Like that. Anthony, mm -hmm. switch with him. Give me your thoughts. And no, Troy Palomalu is not on that one. Okay, let me see. Let me Ooh, see. Yeah, Tom Kaysen and Scooby. I'm telling you. Yeah, you, you're pretty good. Yeah. You're pretty good. Y'all got some dudes. Terrell Suggs, hard. Tell me, man. Yeah, got some dudes. Man, Marty, you say you're going to run the ball out. you right. But no, no, but hey, look. What you thinking? Tell me what you thinking. I'm thinking Robert Woods a little bit. He's yeah, okay. born that. Okay. okay. No, no. Yeah. Adore. Adori, too, Jim. Adori could be on either one of these because he played both ways. Bruh, ain't that the truth? He's a utility. I make a, I stick him at punt return, and then oh, Anthony's okay. sister ain't got nothing to worry they about. They can't say nothing right. to him. <laughs> 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 he for sure not getting nowhere near my sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anthony Pandy, mm. Stanley Berryhill. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much for taking time. No Appreciate you. Right on. I'm here with Arizona State players, Jay Daniels, Chase Lucas. Fellas, how you doing? Great, man. How are you? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Man, I'm doing good, too. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you guys being here. I want to start with this, Chase. How do you feel seeing your third president <laughs> as an Arizona State player? Man, man, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good blessing, man. Yeah. Honestly, I uh, took my wins, took my losses, but figured, like, if I could do something real good, it's just to win a Pac-12 championship here, and yeah. go on to the Rose Bowl, win that here, and just become a 4-8-0 a, a and Chandler and Arizona legend, man. And that's, that's the only thing that came through my mind. Nah, man, I'm with that. Uh, Jay, I want to follow up on that because you made a little bit of noise talking about, hey, I'm trying to get to a Rose Bowl. I'm trying to get a Rose Bowl win. What is it going to take for Arizona State to do that? For us, I mean, it's just the camaraderie, you know. Mm. We want to do it for people like Chase, you know, from the state of Arizona. Coming from Cali, I was always big on, you know, USC, UCLA, you know, SC always winning natties, all that. So going somewhere else, Arizona, where they haven't experienced something like that, 
I want to be able to give them that feeling of how we felt out here in LA. So Chase, as we mentioned, Jaden is going into year three, mm -hmm. which means that the man has still thrown fewer interceptions yeah. <laughs> than he's played years football. Mm -hmm. I want to know who picking him up in practice. Man, hey, I'm not gonna lie. We, I actually uh, was talking to somebody about this the other day. He's the way he plays in the game is exactly how he practices. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If he doesn't see, if he sees a bad decision, he's not gonna throw the ball. He's gonna end up running it. You know what I mean? Or, but I love the way he plays. I love the way he practices. I just love him as a leader, man. And I, I'm really blessed to have him as my last year here as my quarterback. And like I said, I think he's gonna do the do the do the thing and and get what we needed done out here in Arizona. Jaden, what was it like for you? after playing a full freshman year and then trying to get through 2020? It was hard. I'll say it was hard for anybody um, on our team, especially it was mentally, it was a mental challenge, you know, um, going out there, you're playing a full year and then you don't know if you're playing football, like you got football taken away from you. Plus we, we lost that, that game at USC and then we come off and we have a, a month off. So. It was, it was a mental challenge, you know, but we're ready to get back out there because everything we experienced last year, we're just ready to play now. Right on. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask each one of you to share a story with us about Coach Edwards the first time you figured <laughs> out, oh, Coach Herm, different. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah he, uh, actually, I think the, my, the, the first story I got was uh, when I first met him, and he hugged me, and he was like, man, uh, you know, are you ready for this? And I told him, I was like, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn from the best. I'm ready to uh, actually get out there and play. And he told me, he was like, man, you remind me a lot of myself, you know, as a young cat. And uh, uh, I'm just here to help you. And I want to get you into that first round. Well, that was four years ago. You know what I mean? I said there's a lot of wins, a lot of losses. But, you know, him sticking through with me thick and thin and just telling me the same thing every year, it's just kind of just kind of like a reboot. Like, all right, man, I got to get this done for him. So I think that's probably the best thing about him, man. He just believes in you. If he believes in you, he'll, he'll, he'll tell you that all the time and do anything for you. So I think that's probably one of my best stories for him. Jaden? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was uh, back when he was recruiting me, uh, Arizona State. I came in the picture late, but he had came up to my house on a home visit. He, he sat up there and talked to my, my grandpa uh, that just passed, and he told my mom, he was like, your baby come here, I got him. Mm. I looked him straight in the eyes, and he's been a man of his word ever since. So, you know, he's just a real genuine dude, and he's always looking out for me, looking out for the players. But he, he always said he was going to have me if I went to ASU, and he ain't lied since. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Uh, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions, <laughs> right? So all please, right. by all means, have fun with them. Uh, Chase, we'll start with you. Cool. Who was your favorite past college football player? Ooh, ooh, favorite past college football player. <sighs> well, I was in high. Well, I, since I was in high school, I was a running back, man. Mm. I didn't switch to DB to college, so I gotta go to Cali, man, bro. Reggie Bush. Okay. That's that's. Okay. And plus, I'm probably dating myself. I'm 24. He, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel way older than him, so I got to really see him when I was younger, and he just, I just always looked up to him as like, a, like kind of like a college god. Like he was just one of them dudes that you couldn't be stopped. See, Chase over here is going to be renting a car to come up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, about you? Who was your favorite past college football player? I'll say before I got in college, it was uh, Deshaun Watson. Mm. You know, just the way he plays, uh, his style of play, and what he did at Clemson, uh, hands down how hard he, he always played no matter what the situation was. Right on. Chase, who on the team would you most want to date your sister? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Michael Turk, hands down. He's probably he, – Best putter in the, in the nation, probably one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. 
and you know I think he he real he's a real Christian man and, mm-hmm. and I, I believe like he would <laughs> he would do my daughter good he would do my daughter right right all yeah about you Jake Jeez. I would say I'm gonna piggyback off him uh it's not too typical, but uh, Ladarius Henderson. Okay. <laughs> you okay. know, like you said, a real Christian man. I mean, I lived with him, so I mean, I know how he treats. I know how he treats ladies, and I w- I would have a problem with that. Right on. Chase, who has the best uniforms in college football, not named Arizona State? Ooh, uh, I gotta keep it in the Pac-12, man. Mm-hmm. Oregon. Okay. Yeah, that right. Nike, Phil Nike, treating them right up there, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> James, you? It's the same with me, you know, growing up, uh, looking up to Oregon, uh, you know, you always want to play in the uniforms, play in that stadium. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just can't beat that. Right on. All right, fellas. So, I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Take a look at that. Tell me who I missed, who you taking off, why. Jaden, you got the offense. <laughs> Chase, you got the defense. Feel free to switch. You got to have seen McCaffrey, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Man, you would be amazed how many people want to give me static over that. Nah, you need to put him in there. I think that's good. Brandon Cooks, too. Brandon Cooks did go off. He did with the blend. That's short king energy. He did. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 5'5 over here. I'm going to ride for the short dudes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, I think you got this. I think you got the defense Good man, no okay. lie. Terrell Suggs, Scooby Wright. I like all the all the names. People be bagging on Scooby too. No, Scooby was that dude. Right. He was that dude back in 2014. I'll never forget. He was that dude. Tackling man. machine. Tackling. I think he had like a hundred plus, hundred yeah. like twenty tackles in one season. I want to say it was like 149 yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah people bro. yelling. See, at least you, we we know. Right. You know what I mean? Mike Williams too. Right. Yeah. Cole, right? Mike Williams. Nah, you got this. Now, nah, Jaden. You got that offense, you got that uh, right, you got running backs, you got wide receivers. Are you handing the ball off more or are you throwing it more? I'm throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> asking a quarterback. I'm asking a quarterback. They both could catch out the backfield. I was just going to say, they everybody both could catch out the backfield. Everybody making house calls. Man. This is good. That's actually a really good team. Right on, right on. I like that. Well, Jaden Daniels, Chase Lucas, thank y'all so much for taking the time and be sure to catch the clip, number one ranked show. Twitter, social, wherever it is you guys are. Man, appreciate you, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Here with Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, I kind of like your jersey. I was, I was kind of surprised when I walked in. I looked at that dress. Six, and I'm always going 16. and said, what quarterback wore 16? Right? I was just kind of thinking that. And you told me. I we'll see. I saw that movie. We're going to revisit. Okay. We're going to revisit shortly. Okay. Good. Okay. It's going to be fun. But I want to talk about your team for starters. Sure. Right? So I got to talk with Jaden and Chase, obviously two leaders on your football yes. team. But I was joking with Chase that, you know, he's on his third president as an Arizona State football player. <laughs> but what is it like for you to have that kind of returning leadership everywhere? You mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, in, any good team is driven by the players mm-hmm. at any level. And uh, you want to hand it to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the whole basis of uh, what we've talked about when I first arrived there. I said, look. You know, this team needs to be led by the players. I'll give you some direction, but eventually you guys have to have a voice. It's good to have guys like Chase who's been there, who's, who's been in a lot of football games, who knows the conference, knows how important it is to prepare because historically for us, we've played a lot of young players. Mm-hmm. We seem to always play, you know, five. I mean, our first year there, we played eight freshmen, mm-hmm. either side of the ball that had ended up starting. We still have the ability to do that, play a lot of young players, and I think – 
when you leave high school, you go to college, it's a different level. And I, the, skill, the, the skills are fine, the talent is fine, but the work habits, mm. the study habits. And for guys like Chase, who's been there now, understands the importance of that, he can basically kind of tell those guys, look, it's always good when it's coming from a player, a veteran player that mm. they respect, that has played a lot of conference games, right? Um, that, hey, look, we got to do this. So it's great to have his voice a part of our team. I was joking with Jaden about having thrown fewer interceptions than he's played years of college football. But for you, what's it like to not have to yell at your quarterback about taking care of the football? Well, that, that's the first thing you know, we talked about when he first arrived. Mm -hmm. And, and to, to his credit, I, I told him, look, I'm not going to throw everything at you. I'm not going to ask you to go back, throw 30, 40 passes a game. I said, we're going to run the football mm -hmm. and get you used to playing college football. And then the next year, he turns around. I go, OK, go ahead, knock yourself out, go mm -hmm. play. And he does a great job of protecting the ball. But I think some quarterbacks just have that DNA. Sometimes he's almost too cautious. Mm -hmm where there could be a play where he could maybe, I don't want to turn over. And I think he understands that uh, in college football in today's world, and even I've grown accustomed to, to, to this as well, you got to score points. And uh, the way you score, you got to throw it. You got to throw the ball to score. You, you run to win, but you got you, you to gotta, you gotta throw the ball. Let's say y'all put up some points last year. Yeah, we, we, okay. we, 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 we did. Okay. Uh, but, but, but I think when you think about it, you, know, you, have, to, you have to be in the high 30s. Mm. I mean, when you look at most games, that's mm -hmm. how it, it kind of shakes out that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when you hear 40 to 48 or 40 to 50, it's like, oh, okay. When I first came in this, into college football, I was like, what? What are we doing? Play defense. Well, you can still play defense, but you might give up 30. Right. Right, because of the way the ball is thrown around and the talent that, that these young people have on offense, mm -hmm. uh, the people that possess the ball, whether it's a quarterback that can run, whether it's a tight end, whether it's wide receivers or runners, um, these guys are very talented. I'm also just going to add football slanted to the offense. I'm just going to add that as a caveat. Well, look, fans don't, you know, they, they, they don't come to games want to watch. You know, we, we live in a world where scoring is important. Yes, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And any, anything, right? Scoring is like, mm -hmm. it, now, they want defense the last four minutes of the game when you were leave. <laughs> defense, stop them. Right? I get that. I understand that. Okay. Coach, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. Sure. First one is, what is the last job you had before becoming a football coach? Uh, for you, let's amend that to before you played professional football. Last job I had. Ooh. Your last day job. Didn't have day job because I was in high school. Well, mm. in, su uh, in the summer, mm. right, in the summer, um, had a job one time when I went to Cal, mm. and it was um, paving roofs with the tar. And, you know, in the summer, summer job, right? So I, I go on this job, and I'm excited because, you know, we're going to get paid some money, and I'm excited about going and error and judgment. I had white converses on. And so I go, and 20 minutes into this deal, I'm, I, 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 look, I'm not doing anything. I'm the guy that's going to get the buckets mm. of, and, and bringing it up on the ladder to the guy on the roof. And I'm looking at my shoes, and they're, like, they're, they're black. And it was hot. And the tar was heavy. I lasted uh, all of about till 2 o'clock. <laughs> then I tapped out. 
I went back to the office the next day and said, guys, I, give me a custodial job or something. I said, that, that, that tarring thing, I know I'm making some more money, but that, 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 I'm not built to do that one. That's hard work, man. <laughs> hard work. Very much so. I mean, uh, I'm thinking about Shawshank Redemption, but that's a scooter trail. Yeah. <laughs> that's a scooter trail. All right, Coach. Uh, I put together what I thought were the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. This is the defense. This is the defense. This is yeah, the defense. Okay. Please take a look at that. Tell me who I left off. Ronnie Lott. Uh, here we go. Eric Weddle. Ray Maluga. Steve Nutter. Terrell Sub. Gruski. Yeah. You got some guys here now. It's tough. Yeah. The league's good. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, look. It's hard to get them all, mm. but this is, this is a good list now. Well, take a look at the offense. Why do you think about the defense? It would be interesting if you have my guy in here. Who's your guy? Did I have him? No? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. Okay. Chuck Munson. Why does Chuck need to be on this list? Well, not because I was on the same team with him. Well, well, just, you're talking about a big, physical, no one can tackle. Hmm. No one can tackle. You, no go, you tackle. go watch Pac, we were in the Pac-8. Right, right. You go watch tape against that guy. It wasn't even close. You talking about Jim Brown? Uh huh. He was like Jim Brown in college football in the pack. <sighs> That's six, tough. He was about six. Chuck was about six, six two, six three. I mean, great athlete. Could run. Could catch. Could uh, it, it just. He was, you know, a, a bigger guy doesn't give you the, the wow factor. Like Reggie, I'm not saying Reggie shouldn't be on there. Reggie, yeah, because he all this. And right. Ooh, it was one of those whoa. He's one of the woes. Okay. He can run. I mean, he can, I'm telling you, man, this dude was, he was special. Now, he passed away, obviously, as you know, but he was, he was, he was, he's pretty dynamic. You, you ought to go, go back and just, I'm not saying put him on there, but just go watch him. No, I, no. hey, no. I have my homework assignment, and I will go just, do my homework. And, and you'll be surprised. Okay. You'll go, man, this big old dude, man, look at this guy. He's just different. All right. Different cat. Arizona State head coach, Erm Edwards. Thank you so much, coach. God bless you. Thank you. Here with Colorado head coach, Carl Durrell. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm getting there. Like, how's it for you being able to come to media days in as much as you want to come to media days? <laughs> it's been fun. Okay. It really has okay. been. We missed it last year. Yeah. You know, we didn't that, have to do any of these things. Right. And, and actually, we missed a lot of things that we probably should have been doing mm. just to kind of bring the the season to a start and all that, but COVID kind of got in the way. But uh, we are excited about 21, though. This is a great year. Your athletic director, Rick George, had related a story about your hiring and that y'all sat and talked on the couch, were interrupted by like a FedEx shipman, <laughs> and just really got to know each other in a very short amount of time for, for us, right? But hours for you. And since then, you've had such a calming presence on the program. How did you... Get all that done. I mean, you go from I'm having a conversation with the athletic director to accepting a job to seeing a program in upheaval to really, hey, we're okay. We're fine. We're going to get it back. Yeah, that was true. You, it kind of went through that way. Mm. It, when I talked with Rick, it was a Thursday afternoon. Mm. I was in Miami, 
And it was the week before the combine, the NFL combine was going to start. And I was flying home that night back to Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's where I have my home home. Mm -hmm. My wife lives there. And, you know, I was kind of living remotely in Miami with my wife being back in, Den in Lafayette. Mm -hmm. So I was going there for a long weekend prior to going to flying from Denver to Indianapolis for uh, the, the NFL combine. And 3.22 p.m., I get a phone call from Rick George asking if I had an interest in the Colorado job. And I said, well, sure. When do you want to talk? And he said, well, you know, can you get out here, you know, by Friday? I said, well, I'm actually flying out tonight. Mm. You know, he said, well, can we meet at your house? So anyway, I'll fast forward. The whole story, as you know, he, he came to my house. We talked for hours, and he, was, he offered me the job. And, and so, yeah, it, it went fast. Mm. It went really fast. And on Monday, you know, obviously I didn't go to the NFL Combine. I was introduced as the head coach at Colorado. And it was a, it was a fast whirlwind of information. First of all, we had spring ball that was going to start. This was February 23rd now, okay? <laughs> so we had spring ball that was going to start March 16th. Mm -hmm. I haven't even hired staff yet. So you're talking about, okay, what am I going to do to hire this staff? So it's the first thing, and for, first and foremost, I wanted to meet every player first mm -hmm. before I even thought about coaches. So I, I interviewed all of our players. So I had 109 kids I had inter set up interviews for for 10 minutes that I did from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, you know, I did that for about four or five days. And so once I just wanted to get a feel of those players, what did they thought were, were the issues of why we struggled or, or how can we be better or what are your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of football? So I kind of wanted to – it was an icebreaker, mm -hmm. right, basically. So – I went through a week of doing that, then I hired a staff, and then all of a sudden, just when, just when I was finished hiring my last member of my staff, we're about three days before spring ball, I get the call right. from Rick George saying, you know what, we're going to have a student-athlete meeting as a department, we're sending all our players home. Mm. <laughs> so it happened, everything happened really fast. But I bring that up because instead of panicking, mm. which is going back to your original question, instead of panicking about I have so much to do and now this COVID thing hits and everybody's going home and I haven't even put an offense, defense or anything together yet, I, I just kind of took a deep breath and said, well, wait a minute. Everybody's sending their kids home. Mm. It wasn't just me. Mm. It was everybody. Everybody. So the football, you know, every football program, at least on the West Coast, had to stop. Mm. And they sent their kids home. And so I felt at that point, there's, there was, I didn't have to panic now. Now it was about, okay, we're going we're gonna to be the best teaching staff on Zoom than anybody else. So we just, for the next month and a half, while our kids were back at home finishing up school, we taught our, our football on Zoom. And even though I haven't had a, a, an in-person an in meeting or anything like that until actually the middle of July, it was really the only and best way that we can kind of still get our information taught was it the best way uh, in terms of not being able to practice it sure we, we didn't have to we didn't have the ability to practice it but it gave us at least a level playing field with everyone else because everyone else was doing the same thing so we weren't behind anybody is my point so the way that we created that edge for ourselves is that we just coached our coaches about Let's do a great job in our presentation. Let's do a great job of showing a video on, you know, on Zoom and, and really getting our information in. And then there will be a point in time when we are able to practice. Let's see what we got then. So when October came, 
Because remember, we all came back right. in July. Seven months later. We all thought that, oh, well, here comes the season in the Pac-12. Uh, no, you're not playing. And all of us coaches like, what? Right? So we're all upset about that. But it was the right decision. Mm. But when we felt that when all the other conferences were still trying to play, mm. quote, unquote, trying to play, I think us as a coaching group said, oh, we should probably try to play too. And, and I think I'm glad, and that was the reason why we were able to come back and, and at least have some, you know, a six-game season. Um, but it was, a, as you know, a difficult year. But I didn't panic about it. I think our, it was all in our approach. I didn't want our players to think that I was a panic type of coach, you know, their first impression of me. I just wanted them to understand there's a detail of how we do our stuff and that we're not going to have the normal resources, but yet we, we're expected to play well. So what are we going to do about it? And, and they responded to it. And, and to this day, I thank those guys for their resilience, for, their, for everything that I've asked them to do, they were able to do it. And it ended up being a, a positive step forward last year. So we have been doing this uh, bit here where I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. And I would like your feedback. I'd like to know who I missed. So you're going to look at the offense well, first. I'm not on there. No, well, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Nate Landman walked in here and said, where am I? I'm not here. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see here. There's some good players. Definitely some really, really good players. Now, I'm going to take you back in the day now. Okay. Okay. Because I, I would agree with, with most of these. But the most intimidating Quarterback in my mind, mm. I don't see him on here. No, if it's not Matt, it's not there. Okay, well, it was John Elway. Really? Yeah. Okay. He he was a difference maker, mm. and he he had a couple good receivers, and he had a, a good running back because um, we had uh, you know his brother in our program, but. We had Kevin Nelson. They had Darren Nelson. Mm. I don't know if you remember that name or not, but but Darren was a prolific running back that led the conference in receiving too. Mm. So, but I, the reason why I say was John Elway. He didn't necessarily have all the talent, but he he was a great distributor of getting the ball to his talent. And he was he can run all the way to this sideline and throw it all the way back across the field seventy yards. <laughs> I don't know if Matt could have done that. You got a point there, Coach. Uh, take a look <laughs> at this defense right quick. Okay. Now, those are some names I played against. <laughs> Ronnie Lott, mm, definitely right. Ray, okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to go back again. There's a couple of really, uh, really good safeties. And one that I played with at UCLA, Donnie Rogers, um, he was really good. He was really good. Okay. And uh, I felt that he was one of the best in the history of our conference, too. Wow. Steve Entman, I definitely remember playing against. <laughs> Alotinaga, yeah. Mm. Mm. Suggs, yeah. No, I, was, I would just add that I would say the UCLA safety, uh, Don Rogers. All right. Colorado head coach Carl Durrell, thank you so much, sir. All right, thank you. I'm here with Colorado players, Demetri Stanley, Nate Lamon. How you guys doing? Doing 
doing great. Yeah, doing amazing. Thanks for having us. Right on. Uh, off top, you got two outstanding home games in A&M and Minnesota. And for starters, you get to play a full season with Coach Terrell. Like, how does that feel for you? Dimitri, you go first. Uh, it's amazing. Like, I love being able to come back, back to normality, honestly. Mm. Uh, COVID year was kind of weird. Mm. Definitely deprived of a lot of football. Um, and we're coming out with two big games. So uh, I'm excited, to say the least. Nate, what about you? Yeah, man, I'm excited to get back out there. Uh, you know, end of the season kind of rough way and excited to just get back on the field and start competing. Um, and as we're, for those games, those first couple of games, um, you know, I'm excited just to show the world, see football and what we can do and um, kind of put CU back up on the map uh, to be able to compete with those big teams. I was just going to say, like, that's what these are, right? These are opportunities for CU to show out, sure. let alone what other people might think. And with that in mind, you had a first-year head coach in a COVID year, right, who came in kind of late. But as this uh, year has gone on, how have you guys got to know Coach Durrell? Matter of fact, I'm going to ask you both to tell me a story that you could tell us about what kind of person Coach Durrell is. Nay, you go first. Um, the kind of person, you know, I mean, first of all, I just want to say playing for Durrell is a great experience. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't be happier with our head coach and um, the kind of man he is and the kind of direction that he has this program going in. Um, and, you know, my little story about Durrell is when I, when I tore my Achilles and everything, um, you know, he was the first person in my corner and helped me figure out what's next, what's the next mm -hmm. steps. And, um, you know, he wasn't looking to um, have any personal gain or anything. He was looking out for the best intentions of me. And I think that's just a, you know, a great try, um, story for his character and the kind of person he, he is and how he's looking for uh, to put his players first and above all, um, above his needs. You straight? I'm straight. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got to ask. You yeah. tell me about Achilles. I clinch up. I think most people do too. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm back. I'm all good. Right. Like that, like that, Dimitri. You got a story? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, my story is kind of just like an everyday type of thing with uh, Coach Durrell. Um, he's a real passionate coach. Um, obviously, being a wide receiver coach has a background. Um, he comes up and helps me with a lot of things, technique-wise and um, practice to practice, just helping to teach me new things. Um, and when he, when he came in, I honestly feel like we didn't really skip a beat. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like he brought the team together even more, if anything. Um, so I really, I really like the direction he's taking us in, um, and he's going to continue to do it. So, so change the subject to what I think are some fun questions. Again, have fun with them, right? <laughs> so, Nate, let's start with you on this one. Who is your favorite college football player? Me. Okay. You got another favorite? Nate Lamon. Okay, why is Nate Lamon your favorite? <laughs> you really right, my favorite college football player. Let's see. Um, it's like you really gonna make me drill at Nate Lamon like that? Don't do that. <laughs> uh, my favorite college football player. Let's see. Man, it's gotta be the most person I have fun with. It's Carson Wells playing right okay. next to me. Okay. Playing on the outside, just cause you know the. I mean, he's my roommate. Um, the brotherhood we have, and um, I see the hard work he puts in. So I know what he's going, what's going into his game, and. Mm. Um, I think it's just most fun to see the outcome. And I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in live, seeing it come, come to fruition right there on the field, which is, um, you know, one of the best things and celebrating with him. And yeah, Carson Wells is definitely one of my favorite players. I know, gas up your teammate. I like Sorry. that, I like that. Dimitri. Uh, well, like he was kind of going uh, in that direction. I think I'm my favorite uh, college football player. No, but um, <laughs> I think, a person I grew up kind of watching was uh, Leonard Fournette. 
Mm. Heck of a heck of a player uh, in college. Uh, kind of just a beast running that ball. And I, I always remember he was running down the sideline to stiff arm the dude into the ground. Uh, big, big play. Um, but yeah, that kind of just made me excited to play some college football. So that dude been six foot two thirty with a beard since he like fifteen. Now I'm with you, yeah. grown man. Yeah. All right. Who on the team would you most want to date your sister? Demetri, you go first. What I most want to? Most want to, or least want to? Uh, I can answer the least want to. I would. Hey, least. Keith Miller. Keith Miller. Least want to Keith Miller. Keith Miller not allowed anywhere near my dinner table. <laughs> um, most want to? I would probably say who's loyal. Kobe Purcell. No, I'm gonna say uh, Anthony Lau. Okay. Yeah, he's had he's been cut. Yeah, he's been cut for a good good time now. I mean, he yeah, I, I mess with him. That's my dude. So that's what's yeah. up. Yeah. I hope his girl is listening. I, I really do. Yeah. She's gonna like to hear that. <laughs> all right, fellas. I put together what I thought was the best all time Pac-12 offense and defense. I saw this. I think. Yeah, Nate, you got the defense. Demetri, you got the offense. Tell me who I missed. I know that y'all are recent additions to the Pac-12, but y'all got it. I feel like it's pretty accurate on this. Yeah, you got Troy up at top. My boy Reggie, Cat, Christian. Troy. Scooby, I remember watching Scooby back in the day. Man, I'm catching hell for the Scooby pick from people. Scooby? Yeah. No, I like Scooby. I do, too. I'll give you some slack for the Evan Weaver just because. Ooh, Okay. Should be a Nate Lamon right there. Bro. Brandon Cooks. Say say it in the microphone. Should be a Nate Lamon right there. Okay. That, okay. that Cal Evan Weaver, but it's all right. Teddy Bruski, crazy player. Gotta have Teddy Bruski on there. Ronnie Lott. Yeah, I mean, I look, I mean you got 10 I out like of 11. Job, man. Maybe some other are missing in there off the top of the head. I might have to do something to change your mind on this, so <laughs> we'll see. I you like got, it. You got to do it quick. You got a Colorado kid on there. I like it. I respect it. All right. Demetri Stanley, Nate Lamon. Thank y'all so much for this. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all, man. I'm here with Utah players, Britton Covey, Devin Lloyd. How you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Right on. There you go. There it is. There it is. We got to run that back. No, you good. You good. Let it flow. It's all right. It's all right. Matter of fact, Britton, how does it feel to be on your third presidential administration since coming to Utah? You know, it feels great. Hopefully applying for Social Security this year. So. My man. No, it's great. I, I love the experience that comes with having been a part of many teams. You know, some teams that have been very successful, a couple teams that haven't performed quite as well later in the season. Uh, so I love kind of the experience that that has brought me um, to this team. And it's kind of fun to be one of the older guys now, mm. one of the leaders uh, because you you understand the responsibility that comes with that and the effect that it has on the guys that come in. And I love this program. I love Utah football. And so I care a lot about what happens in the future. So that's given me that kind of feeling for the younger guys of what I hope they get from, from this year. I know. Devin, you're one of the many who decided to return to Utah when you could have gone into the NFL draft. What do you know about this team that we don't? I know that this team is hungrier than ever mm. to get back to the championship and go all the way this time. Um, I know that this team is, you know, tighter than ever as well. Just 
on an individual basis. And, um, just, you know, everyone just really wants to be here. Everyone enjoys each other's company and just, you know, respects the process and enjoys the process. Bryn, one of the challenges uh, of this year has been getting to know new faces, fully, fully formed football players, but definitely new to Utah. As an older guy, how has it been for you to try to ingratiate yourself with those players and teach them about Utah's culture? Well, I think that's always one of my favorite things about the start of the season, especially fall camp, is you get, you get 20 to 30 new guys coming in the summer. Mm. You know, and they all think they run four threes, and they, all, you know, they all think they're just, <laughs> they all think they're unbelievable. But then you put the pads on, and you see who is real. Right. And it's really fun, uh, kind of being in our our stage right now. We have a good idea of what um, the starters will look like, mm -hmm. but there's about three or four holes every year that are up for grabs, mm. and uh, you like to see what new guys coming in really are like that and, and can produce and um, what what surprises there will be. Redshirt freshmen, redshirt juniors, whatever it is, you like to see that at the beginning of fall camp going into the season. So I'm excited to see that. And I'll, Devin, I, I make the joke that the Oki drill has turned out more basketball players than any other drill in football. But I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. Okay, let me start with you on this one. Can you tell us three nice things about your rival. And for the purpose of this conversation, your rival is BYU. Three nice things. So. <laughs> Pat him on the back. Good luck, buddy. Okay, what, nice in what aspect? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever <laughs> nice means to you. Okay, all right. Um, I'll go ahead and say that they're good people. Um, they do work hard and um, they got nice uniforms. Bryn, what you got? Three nice things. Well, keep in mind, I'm the only one of my siblings that didn't go to BYU. Right. So, so I'm I gotta... listening pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they produced a beautiful and amazing girl who's now my wife. So I that know. is the first nice I thing. Know. She went to BYU. Um, I grew up right next to the stadium. So mm -hmm. uh, I loved their offense in the olden days. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I was actually, my favorite player growing up was Austin Collie and yeah. Todd Watkins. I don't know if you remember who they were, but 34. great receivers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I just have a lot of good buddies on the team. Let's just say that on BYU's team. So those are some nice things. I can, I'll, I won't bag on them, yeah. but not so, here. <laughs> you can if you need to. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, for both of you, Devin, you go first. If you could add a fictional football player to Utah's roster, who would it be? Fictional football player? Or movie. Ooh. Um, Britain, jump uh, in if you need to. I would say Adam Sandler from Waterboy, but okay. he got to be on, like, he got to be, like, Mr. Insano, like, you know, 24-7. But I would say him. Okay. So you and him standing next to each other yeah. at the second level. And Nephi, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady, what right. you got? Well, I think it'd be pretty tough to tackle Ant-Man. Like, I, I don't even know if the ref would be able to no. see when his knee goes down. No, but. no. Somebody that actually played football in the movie. Oh. In the movie. Yeah, no. He's bad said Ant-Man. No, I love that, though. Okay. I was literally thinking, like, all these superheroes and stuff. Oh, someone who played in the movie. Um... You got to go with um, Petey 
from Remember the Titans. Okay. Petey, running back. <laughs> Either Petey or Sunshine. You Is he playing offense or defense? Quarterback. Well, Petey went in and played defense, and he locked him down. Okay. So I'm going to go with Petey on okay. defense. Nickel. Nickel. Ooh. I like that. I like that. It's very specific. Okay. This is what I think is the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Brent, you got the offense. Devin, you got the defense. Tell me who I left off, guys. Uh, he got he got offense. Huh? Dang, that's a pretty good team. Y'all playing a pretty good league. Well, I like this team because it's who performed well in college, not yeah. just in the NFL. Because I think that sometimes when people are talking about great college players. They obsess over who has great NFL careers uh, too much. Um, and that's why I like, because like Matt Leiner, you know, people forget how good he was in college. Right. Um, you know, I think this is a pretty good show. I, okay. I think this is a pretty good offense. I don't know if I'd put anyone else on there, except for maybe Tyler Huntley. No, maybe Tyler sure. Huntley? Okay. <laughs> or, no, no, I mean, that's, that's my boy. So. But, but, but if it's your man, that's your man. No, I appreciate man, yeah, yeah. that. This is a nice list. I'm not gonna lie though, I might I might throw Vontez Burfick on there. Ooh, one of them, ooh. You know, the backers. As long as he's bringing that energy, yeah. where he over the top looking at Matt Barkley. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think any running back or O lineman, you know, want to go wants to go against him. The production. I mean, there's still some good backers on here. Don't get me wrong. Production didn't stand up, but yeah. I'm with you because I got that picture framed at the house. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite photos. Hey, look, if we had special teams on here, you. Tom Hackett or Mitch Wisnowski oh, would yeah. be on there. That's all I One know. Of those two too. All right. I'll go with that. Well, Britton Kobe, Devin Lloyd, thank you guys for doing this. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Here with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Coach, how you doing? Doing good. Thank you. Right Appreciate on. It. So, I love your roster. It's so much so fun. Do I. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, and I wanted to ask how did you go about putting this together because there's some kids that played at Texas, some kids played at Baylor, some kids that played at Oklahoma, there's kids that played at LSU, and then you had the guys that were returning for you, like Devin Lloyd, mm -hmm. who I am very fond of, and it feels like Britton Covey's been playing football since I was in high school. But he has. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. what is the challenge for you putting together a roster like that? Well, first of all, when we got in the Pac-12, gosh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, the bar was raised in every area, and it starts with recruiting, mm -hmm. and we were able to... Uh, be much more recognized by the athletes and, and get in more doors and expand our footprint. And uh, that was really the beginning of it. Uh, but what recruiting boils down to is evaluation by your assistant coaches. And our assistants have done a phenomenal job of evaluating and projecting talent. Mm. That's, that's the essence of recruiting is projection. You know, not where is this kid now? Where is he going to be in two or three years? That's, mm. that's, how we, that's our MO. And so fortunately, we've been able to take a lot of the you know, three and four star athletes and, and work with them and develop them and, and have some success with them. And so that's, uh, that's what we do. We recruit, develop, and manage. And that's, uh, that's what we're all about. Traditionally, that pipeline has worked in that you have perhaps a year, maybe two, to grow a kid into mm -hmm. your culture, exactly. let alone your program. You don't necessarily have that luxury when you're bringing kids in out of the transfer portal. Right. So you have to accelerate that process. What does that process look like when you accelerate it? Well, when you get a kid out of the transfer portal, you expect a ready-made player. It's, mm. not, it's no longer a development mm. uh, situation. It's, a, it's an immediate need that needs to be addressed. And so that's, we've had uh, very good luck. I wouldn't say luck. We've had, we've had good production out of the portal. And especially this year, now those players haven't got on the field yet for us, but we're anticipating they're going to be a big help for our team. You are a stout team in a stout division, let alone a stout conference. Mm -hmm. 
How do you keep your kids focused on playing just the one game at a time in 2021? Yeah, well, our guys, uh, first of all, are hungry to play and, and hungry to play in front of fans. You know, mm -hmm. last year was such an anomaly and, and uh, uncharted territory. Nobody had a blueprint for how to handle last year. It was day to day. Uh, we were only able to play five games. We had two games uh, that got canceled the day before on Fridays, which was devastating to our kids. It was the first two games of the season. So, so it was a rough year, but I thought our guys handled it well. And uh, every single one of our guys that were draft eligible decided to come back. And so that says a lot because we probably would have had six, seven, eight guys drafted had they elected to come out. But that tells me that they feel like they have some unfinished business mm -hmm. and, a, and a very good uh, mindset. And the work habits and the leadership of this team so far through the winter conditioning, spring ball, and now the summer conditioning has been outstanding. Right on, Coach. Uh, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. So okay. by all means, have fun with them. First one is, what is the last job you had before you went into coaching full-time? Wow, you got to go back uh, a lot of years. Um, probably a, working at a pizza joint in high school. <laughs> I think I was slinging pizzas and okay. washing dishes and doing all that. And, and, uh, and I think that would be my last job because I went right from college football to a, a short professional career and jumped right into coaching. So, Were you cooking pizzas or were you slinging I was slinging doing it all. I was oh, doing wow. it all. I was doing it all. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that, Coach. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the jersey. Mm -hmm. So if you could add a fictional or movie football player to your roster, who would it be? Who would that be? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I would say uh, maybe uh, the, the Burt Reynolds character from The Longest Yard. Paul Crew. Paul Crew. Paul yeah. Crew, that guy. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Getting it in for the superstar. Yeah. I like that, Coach. Uh, can you tell us three nice things about your rival? Uh, who's our rival? We got rivals in conference. We got rivals out of conference. Uh, you, you know yeah. doggone well. I'm talking about BYU. Oh, that, uh, the in-state game. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, well, it's it, the dynamic has changed so much. Really? Yeah, because uh, you know they're no longer in the same conference. We were in the same conference for ever, you right. know, 60, 70, 80 years. I can't remember what it was, but but uh, so it's changed, and and we've started to develop a, a little bit of a rivalry with uh, USC, Colorado, mm -hmm. Arizona State. I mean, there's just been some some things that are starting to uh, materialize inside the Pac-12, and so uh, that's why I asked that question. But I get you, coach. But. Uh, yeah, let's skip to the next question. <laughs> so I, because I don't know how to address it. I don't know which way to go with it. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, I, again, Pac-12 put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Okay. Even watching that league from the outside, um, what do you think? Who do I leave off? I like these choices on offense for sure. Okay. Okay. You got some old school guys. Ron Yeri. That was a, he was a great football player. And of course, Matt Leinert. I think you probably nailed it on uh, on offense, uh, defense. Troy, Eric. There's our guy, Eric Weddle. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm confused here because I don't see Junior Seau. Why does Junior need to that? be added? Oh, he's been one of the best linebackers of all time, not only in the Pac-12. So I would I would say that he would definitely need to be added to that. Okay. So I think that's a good list, but I would definitely add. Uh, Mr. Seau to that list. Utah coach Kyle Whittingham, thank you so much, sir. All right, that was easy. I thought thank so. You. I okay. thought so. Great. I thought so. Thanks. Coach. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too.